0: The Finding Clarity Podcast is a podcast ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church where we seek to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. And so each week we look at a question that you might be currently wrestling with or others around you might be wrestling with and we try to show you from the Bible a response to that question. And so today we're going to look at a question that, to be very honest with you, can spark an interest in people, especially in the culture in which we live today that is so politically charged, especially in this culture of tolerance we live in. But you're going to see as we answer the question, we're not even going to address that part of the issue. So you say, okay, George, what is it that we're going to look at today? Well, here's the question, and you'll see from the question why it kind of can be taken in a different way. Here's the question. Is it unloving to tell someone they are sinning? Is it unloving to tell someone they are sinning? You say, wow, George, you're exactly right. That kind of question sparks a lot of controversy today in our culture, but that's not what we're going to look at today. In fact, it's a very important question if you are working in any kind of relationship with anyone and you have someone that you're dealing with that is not doing right. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to, first of all, address the issue of the controversy. We have to address it up front because what I'm going to tell you as a response to this is not really looking at the controversy, that's a whole different issue. Then we're going to talk about the whole issue of confronting someone about their sin and whether or not it's unloving. And we're going to do that several ways. We're going to talk about the purpose. If we're going to answer the question about whether or not it's unloving, we've got to look at the purpose of why we would go to someone and tell them about their sin. And we're going to see that we have a mandate from the scripture about that. And then we're going to talk about the manner in which we do it. Now this is where the hang-up comes. The manner in which we go and talk to somebody about their sin. And then we're going to notice just briefly the response that you might get as you go and talk to somebody about it. So let's dive right into it. So first of all, Let's talk about the controversy. When we look at our culture today, we live in a culture of quote tolerance, but it's interesting tolerance is often expressed in intolerance towards certain views. And in our culture today, it's considered very unloving to go to anyone and to tell anyone that that what they're doing is wrong. Because we live in a postmodern world where anybody's truth is okay. So what I do is my business, it's not any of your business, and who are you to come and talk to me about my stuff? And that's especially true in a culture in which we live in today. And so you might be here and you're thinking, well, you know, it's the church's task to address these issues in our culture. That is not what I'm going to talk about today. Let me just go ahead and lay that up front. In fact, what I'm going to talk about is the whole biblical concept of talking to somebody about sin in their life, but it's not from that perspective. The focus of the New Testament is where I want to focus on today, and that is confronting people within the church. And if you do confront someone outside of the church, there's a purpose for that. And so we're going to see that here in a moment. We're going to look at various different focuses in the scripture that talk about the whole issue of confronting someone, and we're going to see whether or not it is loving or unloving. Okay? So let's begin. The whole issue of talking to somebody about their sin, where did that come from, why do we do it, and why is there such a big controversy, even in the church, about it? Well... It comes from Jesus himself. We see that in Matthew chapter 18, verse 15. Jesus says, Moreover, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he hears you, you have gained your brother. Okay, so right there we're going to see the whole purpose of why we would go to anyone and try to address the issue of sin with them. It is for the purpose of restoration. All confrontation about sin is addressed in the scripture for the purpose of restoration. You say, I'm not sure if I agree with that, George. Yes, It is. Listen to this. Galatians chapter 6 verse 1. Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of gentleness, considering yourself lest you also be tempted. The whole purpose in going and confronting anyone is to restore them to a relationship with Christ. That's the whole purpose. The purpose is restoration. Restoration. There's also a secondary purpose and we see that in 1 Corinthians chapter 5. There we see the Apostle Paul telling the Corinthians that they have the exact opposite problem and that is they're not confronting the sin of an individual. Rather they are allowing it to take place and They're forgetting that they need to deal with sin, confront sin in their church for another reason, for a secondary purpose, which we actually saw in some of the other verses we were looking at. Here it is, 1 Corinthians chapter 5, look at verse 1, it is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you, and such sexual immorality as is not even named among the Gentiles that a man has his father's wife, and you are puffed up and have rather not mourned that he who has done this deed might be taken away from you. For I indeed, as absent in the body, but present in the spirit, have already judged, as though I were present him who has done this deed. In the name of the Lord Jesus, when you gather together, along with my spirit, with the power of the Lord Jesus, deliver such a one to Satan, for the destruction of the flesh, that his spirit might be saved, in the day of the Lord Jesus. Your glorying is not good. Do you not know a little leaven leavens the whole lump? Then purge out the old leaven, that you may be a new lump, since you are truly unleavened. For indeed, Christ our Passover was sacrificed for us. Notice a couple things. Our primary purpose is brought out restoration in this passage, but it also shows us the secondary purpose of why We want to talk to somebody about their sin, and that has to do with the fact that it will corrupt us. In fact, that's what we saw in Galatians chapter 6, verse 1. Notice again that last part there. It says, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. So my purpose in going to someone about their sin is to restore them to a relationship with Christ and also to make sure that I don't succumb to the temptation that their presence engaging in that sin would have on me now who do I direct my attention to is it just to people in the church primarily primarily it's towards the people of God to another brother but You can also confront the sin of an unbeliever, but the purpose in confronting a sin of an unbeliever is so that they ultimately come to Christ. It's part of evangelism, restoring them to the relationship with Christ. So I want you to see that. It's not unloving because your purpose is to restore them to the relationship with Christ. In fact, that's our mandate. Jesus gives us the mandate here of when we see a brother in sin, we're to go to them and hopes of bringing them back to where they are to be in their relationship with Christ. Now it's interesting, the scriptures we looked at, especially Galatians chapter 6 verse 1, tells us the manner in which we are to confront somebody about their sin. And I think this is where a lot of the accusations about our being unloving come from is because the manner in which we confront somebody about their sin is rather judgmental rather than restorative. Do you understand what I'm saying? We are critical rather than seeking restoration. And so, therefore... Paul says in Galatians chapter 6 that if we are to go to a brother and we are to talk with them about their sin, we are to restore them in the spirit of gentleness. Notice that. The spirit of gentleness. And I'm supposed to go to them reflecting on the fact that it could be me. I could succumb to the same temptation. I could be tempted as well as far as what they're doing. I am not going to be approaching them in with an attitude of judgmentalness, of a critical spirit. And I think that's where a lot of the accusation comes from in the fact that we are so unloving is because the manner in which we do it is not in love. The manner in which we do it is one of pride and and a critical spirit. Now, I said to you that earlier when we talked about how we would approach this I would talk about the response to this approach. So even if you were to approach it this way, you understand the purpose, restoring the brother, restoring that person to a relationship with Christ or even establishing that relate person in a relationship with Christ if they don't know Jesus and you understand you got to do this because you yourself are susceptible to the temptation of what they're involved in, you're going to Um, do it in such a way that is loving, trying to restore them, that doesn't guarantee that the response will always be right. You're hoping that the first response will be repentance, that they will turn from their sin and restore themselves to the relationship with Christ and restore themselves to the relationship with others. However, even the best efforts are not going to guarantee that they will respond properly. In fact, the response will even be even though you've taken great pains to do it in a loving manner that you are unloving. Or I've heard this one before, maybe you have, who are you to judge me? Who are you to judge me? So there's no guarantee. But it's not an issue of whether or not it's unloving. The issue is we're told to for the sake of the person that we're going and talking to them about for the sake of the person that we're going and talking to their sin about it's for their, for their sake. It's for their sake. That's why we do it. Now, Let me just get back, I said we're not going to address the whole issue of the controversy of this culture and everything, but the implications of what we just talked about do have some ramifications for that other issue. And the ramifications are, is the manner in which we are trying to address the things in our culture done in a way that we are trying to bring people in our culture into a relationship with Christ? And is it done in a way that, res- that reflects a spirit of gentleness and Christ-like love? That's what we've got to ask ourselves. And again, there's no guarantee about the response there. Finding Clarity Podcast is really just an opportunity to provide you with an additional resource to address issues that wouldn't normally be addressed in church or in a Bible study, or in the Sunday school program. It's an effort to provide you with answers to questions that you wrestle with on a daily basis. And so what we're trying to do here is provide you with a biblical response to questions that you face in your everyday life. If you would like to keep up with the podcast, you can do that in several ways. You can subscribe on iTunes or Google Play by simply looking for the Finding Clarity podcast, and you can subscribe there so that you can hear it on your mobile device. We also have our church app, which you can find on the iOS app store or on Google Play by simply typing in Kerwinsville Christian Church. You can download our church app which is free and you'll see the podcast listed there as well as other media resources that we have here from our church. You can also go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash finding clarity podcast. We would encourage you to like the page there and it'll show up in your news feed and you can keep up with what's happening with the Finding Clarity Podcast. Next week, we're going to look at a question that is directly tied to the issue that we were talking about today. Today, we were talking about, is it unloving to talk to somebody about their sin? Well, we're going to take a step back further from that question and talk about the manner in which we approach people, and specifically whether or not we have a critical spirit. So here's the question we're going to wrestle with next week. How do I overcome a critical spirit. How do I overcome a critical spirit? We hope you listen next week. Until then, take care.